Same S, different day. We're going to have to do some asterisks for the tile. Ah, well, I don't think Carl's very happy about um, all the little sphere birds, I like saying, but... Oh, no. Well, I think they're justified. To some extent. Yeah. Because uh, I came back, a bit of Russia for a bit, and uh, I will admit, every time I get out of the Western world, it is quite nice for a certain aspect, which is that you just don't have any of the news. Oh, that must be gorgeous. Like, Twitter in the Russian Federation, it's kind of funny, they're declared a terrorist organization. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't access it without a VPN, but everyone obviously does. Yeah. So, But what's interesting is that I've... Did I've, you just sit around with all of the Russians just like having their heating on 24-7, burning their, burning their stoves 24-7, just going, lol. Some good memes. But um, I wasn't able to keep up with UK politics. And when I got back, I, I checked in with a uh, good friend uh, about what had been going on. And he'd tweet a bunch of stuff about what had been going on. And it was exactly the same things before I left. And I, I'm kind of annoyed at this aspect, particularly the UK. I, I can't speak to much of the rest of the Anglosphere, but especially the UK seems to be stuck in some kind of time bubble where the same stupid stuff happens every single day that's horrific, but has just been going on for years and continues to go on. And I, I'm kind of annoyed. It's a form of humiliation ritual, I find, personally, and it's meant to demoralize you. So to not be... Well, I am kind of being repetitive myself here, which is just to promote why feminist immigration policy will save yeah. the West. You say same S, different day, and uh, here we go again. Yeah, I mean, there is you a reason... You will I... get it to 10K. I, I believe in you. This is, I just want the Prime Minister to watch it and implement it. That's all, really. But <laughs> whole other conversation. But it, it's amazing what's not news, is my point. So I got back, and, and Jack over here, he'd uh, tweet about this. So Rochdale grooming. Yeah. Just another. Just another one. You just remember more. the... So the police there didn't learn the lesson the first time. Turns out there was even more in Rochdale. Every couple of years, there's a new story for people who don't live in the UK of like, oh, you remember mm. that town? where you know there was a bunch of cryptos, there was more. And this is one of them, as you can see here. We keep letting them in. Well, the BBC are, are the particular focus of him here, and rightfully so. Well, they say that they went through the report on Mohammed Gandhi, uh, Insa Hussein, Jar Shahid Gandhi, uh, Martin Rhodes, and Ali Raza, Hussein Kazmai, uh, grooming and abusing young girls, as young as 12, in Rochdale, without mentioning anyone's ethnic, national, religious backgrounds. Oh, I wonder what that means. There's no commonality between any of them. Have we got any police lineup? Well, I mean, we have the report. They don't give us any pictures because they've stopped doing that because people kept posting them at people. What's the thing Roreg Nationalist likes to do? Where he's just like, I hate teens. Teen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yep. yeah, some more rowdy teens have done this. I, I don't think the BBC is yet. Five men could be here, he thought. Yeah. I hate five <laughs> men. <laughs> Uh, it's a good meme because it, it does represent a real problem in the media, of course. And this is another great example. I, I don't actually have a, a mouse. I don't know if you can scroll for me. Thank I, you. I can. Oh, yeah. That, this, that, is, this is teamwork. Sorry, I'm an idiot. I forgot there were buttons that do things. Wow. Look at that. Anyway, uh, there's not much to show other than some, some stuff. So here's the story, just to get it through. Sexually exploited two teenage girls in Rotherham between 2002 and 2006. Uh, presumably, they were exploiting Pakistani Muslim Do you girls? remember when yeah. evil people, part of political parties that don't exist in the UK anymore because they were literally made illegal and sued out of existence, uh, used to talk about these sorts of things and get arrested for it, for ginning up hate speech? I don't know exactly who you mean. BMP. They got banned? Well, they, they got ruined. Oh. The, uh, the uh, Equality and Human Rights Commission 
like oh, took yeah. them to took them to court because they said, well, we care about the English people and therefore we only want English people applying to be part of our party. And they said, no, that's racist. And I think some of the members of it and the leaders used to speak about this, uh, the obvious Pakistani grooming gangs and such, and they I've, got arrested for it a few times. I've seen the old news reports and it's really weird. Uh, for people who don't know, like the BNP was characterized as like the far right party of the UK that had some steam before UKIP came along and the conversation was about the EU instead. And what was weird about these old news reports you can find from the early 2000s is that the media will go and interview them and everyone else. And everyone else will say it's not happening. The BNP will say, yeah, it is, and we should stand up for it. And then the response is, how dare you stand up for this? It was like, look, it, okay. It's taken to trial a few times. But like, even if we take the steel man position of like, okay, the racist party is upset that this is going on. It's like, I, I don't really is care. Is it true or not? Yeah, like surely the rest, of, this says more about you guys than it does about them. But anyway, so there you go. Going on since 2002. So that's um, not, not a short amount of time. Uh, the victims would often be picked up from outside the schools, still in their school uniforms, and then sexually assaulted. So nobody in the schools knew, obviously. Why, why would they? Uh, girl A was filmed being sexually assaulted while passed around as members of the gang laughed, a trial heard. A jury was told the video was then shared around Greater Manchester Town. So the community knew at large, not just the schools, not just people doing it. There were literal visually evidence. I've heard this story before. Have you ever been sent um, a video of like some of your mates raping a child? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, maybe it's just the circles we swim in, you know? But like, if you got one, I think I'd probably... I'd go to the police. I mean, I, you'd, you'd like to think you'd kill them personally for being pedophiles, but you won't because mm. you know we live in a country with laws and you'd go to the police and then they would arrest him and then... Hopefully, you'd get the death well, penalty. Yeah, I would. In, in, in an ideal world, I would kill them and then go to the police and get a medal for it. Because no one's pro pedo yeah. in our communities. But for some reason, in um, Manchester, Greater Manchester, presumably just a Mancunian thing. Oh, yeah. Just, just average Mancunians. Um, when they saw this video, they didn't go to the police. Uh, the allegations only came to light in 2015. It's, it's like 13 years yeah. after this began. When girl A told of being beaten and raped while on a parenting course and police were contacted. Amazing. Just took 13 years for anyone in any kind of position of authority to even say anything. I, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of annoyed that's always yeah. the case. Uh, Ghani Hussein and Ghan and Kazmi were found guilty of child sexual offenses. Typical Mancunian names. Uh, well, uh, uh, Rhodes also pled guilty to sexual offenses. Uh, Ikha Yusuf after Khan and Mohammed Iqbal, uh, they were found not guilty in oh. this case. So there we are. They're innocent men. Um, okay. The other chaps, not so innocent. Anyway, that's the court case. And <sighs> you see what I mean? You, 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 I could have said this about any day. This, this literally started 21 years ago, this particular case. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I could have... I, I feel like every other segment we make sometimes is so similar when we specifically talk about British politics. Because it is just Groundhog Day every goddamn day for decades I, at this point. I'm going to cast it out even wider. European politics as a whole has been Groundhog Day for years at this point. Especially, but like at least American stuff has something going on. You know, like the Trump era changing yeah. the whole scene. Like at least something actually progresses. Well, all of our politicians are just different variations of the same theme. It seems to be. And, and, and this isn't the only thing that made me think this. We'll go to the next one here in which I'll tell you a story as Jack noticed and uh, documented here, mm. which is that the story began with the BBC writing an article about an ex-drag queen caught in a paedophile hunter's sting. Uh, this story was by Bell's Media and long name McAllister. Uh, they also noted that the former drag queen was caught in an online sting. Uh, the court heard, they wrote there. 
And um, he'd also been organizing the first of a gay pride event in Welsh Poi. So they also, mm. they also tagged the local town where this happened. And then a series of edits happened in which the BBC deleted everything that was not uh, allowed to be spoken of in British politics. I mean, that's not normal. I mean, that is Pravda. And instead, we live like that. And then, again, could I not have told you a story like this in any number of the previous weeks from, say, now to 2000? I mean, what's new? I mean, literally for several decades, I mean, we just live in the same cycle. And it's, of course, they deleted all of that stuff. So uh, now, as you can see the story, the story just becomes man caught in pedophile hunter sting. So remember, what this tells you is that the media, as we all know, is far more interested in defending their ideology than reporting on anything that is true. Because the information that it gives you in the first version gives you a little data point. And they decided to delete that data point for ideological reasons. Yes, because that data point might lead you to associate it with other data points that you will have mentally connected and draw some lines between them and form a pattern that you can recognize and later use in your day-to-day life to defend yourself. Or, I don't know, make uh, policy changes. Or make policy changes. No, but must, now, how we live now is perfect and don't question it. The data that they want for you is just man. Just man. Just man. man. So the, the only data you have causes you to associate all men, potentially, with this. Whereas it could be much more specific to something that could be more relevant for you. Could we narrow it down? Nope. No, nope. we couldn't. And, um, well, there's more to this, of course. We have the image here of the gay pride event he was organizing, sponsored by Tesco's and Morrison's, who are yet to make a statement. You know, I recently went to Welshpool as well, and it's a lovely little town. It's such a shame that these things happen. It really is. Quick question, though. Do you think BBC Verify are going to you know, check in on the BBC's own oh, reporting? Oh, you mean the, the misinformation, disinformation reporters? Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, this is what I mean by the Groundhog Day effect here. Just like every day in British politics, it's, it's the same stories in which the state media openly tries to mislead you. I mean, this, this happened. I, I don't know if you've covered this, but it's uh, the BBC decided to make an image for the uh, news regarding elections in Wales. So they took a stock image of a white hand putting a vote in a box and blacked it up. They, they literally <laughs> broke out the shoe polish for Yeah. Have you not seen this? No, I haven't. Like, this is real. They, they actually decided to get the Photoshop out and blacked up a hand for the Welsh elections. Uh, the number of black people in Wales, I think, hovers around probably 1%. Yeah, it's really low. But for some reason at the BBC, it, I mean, again, there's a pattern of ideological reasons I mean, for their tampering with the truth. Literally, having been to Wales recently, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous country. And the fact of the matter is, most of it is still very rural. It's mostly, there's a few bigger towns on the coastline, and then all of the interior of it is just mountains and small villages embedded in those mountains. That's it. So you're not going to no. get many foreigners going there because it's... it's London. Oh, well, and you know how we can prove that Wales is really just London? Oh, all right, okay, yeah, shoot, go for it. Uh, Photoshop. <laughs> I forgot if we we've just, got no video evidence. If so. we just literally alter reality, I mean, I love then it's the, fine. You know the, the proof, the Photoshop feature now, where you can uh, content fill and tell it what to content fill something with, so you can add whatever you want by AI into oh, a photo. And you made Chad Buff Afghan Taliban member. Yeah, so I, I messed around with some images of the Taliban, but you know, literally, I mean, I, you could technically just take an image of Wales and be like, uh, make them all black. I wonder if it would do it. It probably it, would. It would save the BBC a lot of time. Anyway, but this is all part and parcel. This is not something for BBC Verify to investigate and obviously be 
showing that their own organization openly lies, but never mind. Here's another one you have here, Jack pointed out. You know, the police just being utterly Pikachu-faced because it turns out this Notting Hill Carnival thing, I don't know, it's kind of dangerous. In the current year, they have discovered yet again there was Do some crime. Every time. Yeah. They say here they're disappointed that there have been 10 uh, of the arrests for assaults on officers who are trying to keep the whole carnival safe. Uh, him noting here there are 11 arrests for sexual assault, 10 assaults on police officers, uh, four for assault, uh, in, ending in actual bodily harm or common assault, uh, one assault for grievous bodily harm, part and parcel. Let me, let me just get something up on my own computer here because uh, this is from the 28th, so I can update these figures. Oh, there's been more. But my, my point being, I mean, I, I am sorry, but I, I, I can't stand this place anymore in terms of the politics because nothing actually ever seems to really change. It is the same stories for the last 10 years minimum, maybe 20 years, every single week. And it's... Yeah. I'm sick of it. Here we go. So, eight non-fatal stabbings at Notting Hill Carnival. 29-year-old man critically ill after being stabbed. There were loads, 18, 19. Officers made 308 arrests, including for sexual offenses, possession of drugs and offensive weapons, and assault on officers. The Met said that 57 of their officers, and that you can find video evidence of this, there's one that's already semi-viral and famous now, of a female police officer being pressed up against someone's fence, dry-humped by a black man. Uh, but the Met said 57 officers were attacked with some kick, punched, head-butted, and spat upon, or sexually assaulted. Just another day in London. But the thing is, like... Arms London. You know, that happens every year. Yes. And you get, you've then got the Metropolitan Police Federation there being like, we're disappointed that I'm, this happened. Well, I'm not joking when I say just another day in London. Yeah, sincerely. Uh, and, and that's the thing. I mean, at this point, why even keep count of what's even going on? You could write the news yourself for the UK at this point. You don't really need to even read it because it's the same thing. We should get ChatGPT. Draw me up today's British headlines. Uh, there's been some Pakistani Muslims raping kids for being the wrong race or religion. Uh, the BBC have been deleting... I can uh, guarantee you information would, from their own reports. It would almost certainly come up with something like, I am not designed to discriminate. <laughs> I'm not designed to tell you what's happening. But the thing is, like, as I say, I mean, at least 13 years, this has been exactly the same situation. I did ask Jack about this because I was messaging back and forth. And like, what the hell is happening, man? Like, why is it the same thing? And he mentioned that, well, it's kind of worse than it even was 13 years ago. Because at least 13 years ago, the PM would come out and be like, man, we really need to lower immigration. Trust me, I'm going to get it done. Or he'd be like, hey, that's a really big problem up north that we need to sort out those communities, the Pakistani communities, they'd even uh, say. Now, I'm not a based Blair guy. However, <laughs> there are some headlines. Oh, I'm talking about David Cameron. <laughs> I know you're talking about David Cameron. But in like 2005, 2006, 2007, when he was coming to the end of his run, he would just come out and say, we need to get these communities under control because they have a culture of violence that, co that uh, promotes and encourages them to do these things. Could you imagine? What would happen if Rishi Sunak came out and said something that bluntly? But the thing is, it's at least they used to say that. Now, it's not even a position in which Rishi Sunak would bother, because why would you? It's part and parcel. Sincerely, this is part and parcel of this country's everyday news. And that's disgusting. Like, I'm sorry, but these horrific crimes, which only got worse with the road we went on, as a country, for some reason, we've just decided we're happy with this. Just don't, no change in course, steady as she goes, this is fine. While the flames are all around you, but whatever. And uh, that's the problem, is you become indifferent to it. And, I mean, take this story, for example, here. Children reaching the UK in small boats are sent to jail that house adult sex offenders. 
genius. Oh, God, how could you do that? How could you send children to that jail? I mean, Are we talking children? Oh, is anyone really fucking stupid enough to think that we're actually talking about children? I mean, we, we, we've been over this so many times. I mean, like, oh, yeah, there's, man, these illegal alien children who keep raping adults. Yep. Uh, that happens. They just mature real quick where they're from. The, the Guardian writes here, of 14 unaccompanied children so far identified by staff at Human uh, for Rights Network has been uh, sent to adult prisons. One is believed to have been 14 when they were uh, spent when they were sent to spend seven months in one prison. I'm just saying, I don't believe you. Right, Sorry, so... 14-year-old child. Humans for Rights Network, another NGO, shut it down. Well, they, they say just, in here... Dis, uh, uh, dissolve it. Maybe these uh, 14-year-olds have made the journey, sincerely. But they say most of them come from Sudan. Um, here's a map if you want to make the journey yourself. That's mm. my foot there. Uh, for some reason, they're all coming from Libya, so here's the Libyan journey. All right, okay. At no point could you ever stop. In fact, you have to enter a war zone, otherwise you're not a real refugee. <laughs> That's how refugees really work. But back to the story. I mean, just the, the question here where they say, oh, well, maybe there's a thousand age-disputed children, they argue, up to a thousand, where these uh, children have been sent to adult prisons. Well, why are they in prison? Well, the Home Office contests the age and says, no, they're all adults. Clearly. For some reason. I mean, normally... They never go to prison, you may have noticed. Normally, they get a nice hotel. Because if, why wouldn't they? If the Home Office can contest this, and we know it's BS, why can't they just... Deport? Deport them. You'd think. But I love here that the, the propaganda doesn't end, ever. Like, no matter how ridiculous this country gets in terms of political conversation, where you can talk to anyone and everyone knows that this whole system is corrupt. Everyone involved seems to be trying to keep it that corrupt way because improving society even slightly is some kind of crime against God to these people. And, and yet, no one in the, the, the halls of media tries to do anything well, about it? it. Society for these people is just something to be cut up and handed to foreigners as a way of payment for getting them elected over and over and over again. But the Tories aren't even that competent because they keep importing people who are inevitably going to vote for Labour because, well, Labour's promising them more. It's, it's just mad. But the thing is, like, usually these uh, unaccompanied children, of course, who are just children, would get a nice, lovely hotel. But for some reason, they've been sent to prison. Uh, I don't know why that would happen. Because remember, that, of course, these people are customers for our friends, if you're in government. It might be because, I don't know, they're not kids. People who, I, don't, I don't know who missed this, but if you did, this chap here. 15. 15-year-old boy. Turned out he was 30. <laughs> We, uh, we could find out because of the facial hair. We just hair. mature quickly where I'm from. And, oh, and his hairy chest as well. Yes. And um, he, he kept talking about Babe Station or something. Oh, that's also true. Mm. Follow the conversation. But there's the thing. Yeah, they're, they're lying. Who, who would be surprised? But the thing is, like, if you're in the government and you're one of the corrupt people who obviously... I, I just have to assume that everyone this. Is, is utterly corrupt because I don't know how else you square this situation. Well, here's your friends, your rich friends who operate in the different sectors of the UK, getting loads of money from the taxpayer. Um, frankly, criminally, because I think this whole operation is criminal. The, mm -hmm. the government's stealing money to give it to such people. Uh, but instead, I mean, these people are customers to you if you're one of these rich people who owns one of these companies, right? Well, Serco, I know about them. Uh, I've heard of the Mears Group, but Serco are the one that I've more read up on. They're the ones who work with migrant and refugee charity groups, and they are trying to create schemes where if you're a landlord, in the Northwest and in the Midlands and the east of the country, what they're going to do is try to 
offer you terms for your house that you would let out normally to any other tenant uh, that are better than anything you'll get from a tenant. They're going to pay for everything, including the upkeep of the house. You don't have to pay. Because we've got taxpayers' money to spend. Yeah, because we've got taxpayers' money to spend. And what they will then do with that is use it to house refugees up to, I think, eight people in a single home. So you living in the Northwest or the Midlands might find that simply because your next door neighbor is somebody is a landlord, all of a sudden, without any warning, with no invitation, with no with nobody saying, you have a next door neighbor house which is full of refugees. Just because of the fact that Serco has basically paid off the landlord. Isn't this a beautiful system? This is democracy like, in action. I, I'm sorry, but I'm actually kind of sick of our structure that well, for some reason you can just suddenly live in Somalia the next day because of profit. I'm like, I don't I don't I don't care about these people's profits as they steal money from well, me, the taxpayer, like, go to hell. And instead, we just, just got to live with it every single day. And in the meantime, conservatives just print crappy propaganda. I'm not going to read it. Who cares? Oh, zombie-style knives. Ooh, yeah. What does that even mean? Cutting-edge issue. They're already banned, by the way. This is, this is literally nothing, this, this propaganda post here. Right, this is... This yeah, is I mean, yeah. There, there you go. I mean, uh, this is where... <laughs> in my... people, for people listening, there's a context added on Twitter there where they're just like, this means nothing. In my local area, before I moved down to Swindon, there was one of the Labour councillors decided to try and go up for re-election for, as the uh, local MP and to try to, um, to try to convince everybody, I've got your best interests in mind. He got out a whole unit from the police force and they decided to wander about the town looking for knives in bushes. Because people are so frequently hiding knives in bushes so that they can find later to stab you like squirrels like squirrels hiding nuts for the winter i'm gonna hide this knife so i can use it later if i need to and apparently they found three and it's like congratulations you just took an entire unit of the police out wasted their day so that you could use this terrible publicity stunt to try and win people's votes this is absolute but here's the thing i mean enough whining because it does get a bit much uh, i know but my, my whining there is not for no reason, which is just to lay out like the, the UK specifically, much of the West, but the UK specifically, is just so pointless at this point. Like the system is such a waste of time because it's so unable to even move on two decades later. Like we're still living two decades ago in terms of our problems. We've not even progressed to different kinds of problems. They're just the same ones, but slightly more but common. Worse. Yeah. And this is why I found this interview with Tucker Carlson and Victor Orban just utterly amazing and uh, frankly everyone should go and check that i didn't have time to clip out the best bits but the thing is like of all the sincere criticisms i've ever found of victor orban's hungry I, and there are some i mean like the, the best ones are that he's um significantly corrupt there have been numerous scandals which people can detail and they seem to be true or that the media seems to be uh more controlled there than you'd like to be but then i look at my own country and i just think eh. Sorry, what leg have we got to stand on exactly? All of those things are the same over here, but worse by a factor of 10. And, and they seem to harm us more directly. Like, sure, politician steals 20 million. Okay, cool. But like, that's still Does better. Does that affect my day to day? That's still better than politician turns my town into Somalia. I mean, if you had to pick a, a red pill there, which one do you pick? <laughs> just saying. I, I, I'm so, I'm just over this, this idea that well, the, the West has got something significant going on. I really don't think it does anymore in most regards, specifically the UK. The United States seems to have some actual change when you vote the different team in power. It, mainly the Trump movement takes the credit for doing that. But otherwise, I mean, I'm not saying there's no way out. People who might think I'm like complete doom-pilled 
Like, of course, we have the polling here. There's, there's reform. You know, there's, there's ways of doing this democratically in which you could get someone like, I don't know, the, the Singaporean leader, the British, to come in and then utterly just change the place. To actually take every lever we have and try and use it to improve the country because, boy, we don't have much time and everything has been getting worse since 2008 in terms of, well, just the economy aspects, real wages since 2008 have been falling, every single prime minister. Can we do something about that? No. And that's the thing. I mean, you could see an increase in wage, real wages. We could achieve Japanese levels of civilization. It'd be pretty cool if we could. And, uh, you know, we could have a situation where our people don't become increasingly irrelevant and then utterly irrelevant by 2050. But I don't know. Good luck. I'm not, I'm not going to stop fighting, but I, I am just sick of the, the British way of uh, everything, frankly, in terms of news and politics, because it is the same fucking thing every goddamn week and nothing ever seems to change. And I am, I'm, not, I'm not excited about us being able to criticize anyone in the world at this point. I, I don't think we have many legs to stand on compared to in many other countries. Uh, Hungary being my, my go-to there for one that everyone likes to criticize sometimes. There we are. Thanks for watching that segment from the podcast of Lotus Eaters. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you feel like supporting us, you can subscribe to the website for as little as £5 per month and get access to all of the premium videos and articles that we've got on there, including Josh's premium contemplation series, which is now up to episode 139. And this is actually part three of his cult series, where he will be talking about the rather sensitive topic of Scientology. And if you'd be interested in following Josh and finding more about what he does, then you can follow him on Twitter at Josh Firm and at Getter at Josh underscore Firm. Thank you very much for watching and goodbye.